Hello and welcome back to episode three of our Soul Flow Yoga podcast. Today I'm excited because I'm here with uh, Andrea Jomont, our instructor at Soul Flow Yoga. Um, but also she's much more than that. As we start to talk with her, you'll see she's um, she heads up our inversion and arm balance workshops here. And this weekend, January 5th, we have an amazing workshop coming up, Simply Living, that she's going to be hosting. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that today and, and let you know what you're in for and get you to sign up and come to this awesome workshop. So thank you, Andrea, for coming. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited. Thank you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about this workshop that you're hosting this weekend? So the Simply Living workshop is basically talking about how to declutter your life um, as well as your mind. So it stemmed from uh, living a more zero waste, more minimalist lifestyle um, that I started to kind of incorporate into my life with my family. So I wanted to introduce it to other people. Um, I've had a lot of people kind of asking how they can do it and introduce it to their life when they kind of know nothing about it. So I thought bringing it into the studio and offering a more discussion-based workshop where people can ask questions and learn um, would kind of help. So we'll also be doing a DIY item um, of more natural elements that you can use, um, such as like homemade toothpaste or deodorant, lotions, um, cleaning products, things that you can use that are non-toxic um, in your home. So, Which, if everybody or anybody knows Andrea at the studio, she's our recycling queen here. So she actually started us recycling, which is awesome. And I actually learned a lot from her about recycling because just at home I thought I could recycle anything that was like plastic or paper. But the thing that I kind of was surprised with was the plastic shopping bags, how you said you're not mm -hmm. supposed to recycle those and you should take them to, there's places the that, store. yeah, which I did not know in all these years I've been throwing them in the recycling, so. Yeah, um, and that's kind of how I started too. So I always thought that I was great at recycling and I was living a very low impact lifestyle. And then I started to do some research online and read articles and YouTube videos and different podcasts about zero waste lifestyle and I thought it was really interesting. Um, and then I realized that, yeah, I've been showing throwing these plastic bags and other things in the recycling that are actually not able to be recycled by your local pickup. So. Um, yeah, I wanted to introduce it to other people because I feel like other people are doing the exact same thing I was. They feel like they're leaving um, a low carbon footprint and maybe they actually can do a little bit more than what they already are doing. So, Yeah, for sure. I know that was one thing that when I found that out, I was like, oh my gosh. But um, And then even because you compost, which I think is awesome and it's something that I want to try and get into. And you garden too because you always have... Uh, tons of mint that you bring in and yeah. stuff for us, but how did you get into the composting? So that actually I had always wanted to do it. My parents have a compost. Um, it's smaller and it's open so they can't put a ton of food in it, but my dad actually got me interested in it. Um, so I bought like a 65 gallon compost container from Aldi. Actually it was on a special buy that I got, <laughs> a little Aldi plug. Um, <laughs> so I put it in the backyard and knew nothing about it. I just started throwing food and scraps in it and definitely learned along the way that you have to balance it with grass cuttings and other brown elements because it was just complete mush. I had flies and bugs. Oh. So it was definitely a learning experience. Um, but now we've been doing it for probably little over three years and my son is involved in it he loves to compost with mm. me 
Um, my husband's into it, which I never thought he would be, and now he's on board with it. So um, we pretty much don't have any garbage other than some stuff from our kids now. Um, all of our food scraps go into the compost, all of our vegetable fruits, anything that doesn't have oil, no meats obviously, but um, yeah, so when I take the trash out, it's mainly just recycling and a few items here and there in the trash, that's about it. That's so. awesome. I know I brought you some stuff to compost, some juicing when I had stuff from juicing or whatever yeah. I brought. So. You said no, nothing with oils? Yeah, so you can do things that have like natural seasonings on them, but anything that has oil or any meat products, any animal products have to completely stay out, which works fine for us. Um, I don't eat meat. My children really don't. My husband's the only one that does, and he rarely eats like meat. And if he does, he eats it all. Our leftovers are pretty rare. So, um, yeah, but you just want to keep it to food scraps like fruits and vegetables, things that are natural that can decompose pretty easily. Um, but it's super easy to do. We have um, like a little bucket inside our laundry room tub that we just fill and probably empty it twice a week so we don't constantly have to run in and outside, especially when it's cold out. And I just toss it around with a spaded shovel, chop it up here and there, and then we use that for our garden in spring, summer, and fall. For growing our vegetables. That's awesome. So if someone wanted to get started with composting, do you have to have, like, I know I thought I heard somebody say once that you should have compost for maybe somebody give you some to start with. Yeah, so I did. My dad gave me some to start, but you can certainly start with um, just soil, mud that you have, mix in like grass clippings, dried leaves, um, and then you kind of want to build a base. Uh, the greatest thing you can use are eggshells, banana peels, tea bags, or loose leaf tea, things that are more brown um, that are going to give that like moisture to it so it doesn't dry up completely. So Nice. Yeah. And then um, as far as recycling and things like that, when you have, well, especially with the holidays that just passed and now we have New Year's Eve coming up, but when you have people over for parties and things, mm-hmm. How do you, I mean, because that's a lot. Most people get plastic paper, um, paper yeah. plates or, you know, forks and stuff like that. So what do you do for that? So if we're hosting, I don't ever buy plastic or paper plates. We're just used to doing dishes, which we have a dishwasher. It's easy. Um, but I think my family has pretty much adjusted to the fact that I'm trying to be more eco-conscious and zero waste and... Um, so they've just kind of adapted to it. I mean, they bring their Tupperware. We hosted last year our first like zero waste Thanksgiving, which we were super proud about. Um, all the leftovers went home. We didn't waste any food. We composted anything we could. We didn't have any plastic or paper cutlery or plates. We used cloth napkins and um, it worked out. Yeah. No one seemed to care. It didn't like, it wasn't a burden on anyone. It was actually really easy. So I feel like the burden would be mostly on you because having to clean everything. I I mean, and it's kind of give and take. I mean, when you think of being more zero waste or just eco-friendly, it's more about, um, what's convenient for people, which I think a lot of people just go and grab single use like plastic containers because it's easy. Right. That's something quick, but there's a lot of things you can do that are simple and quick and easy that are zero waste that you just have to learn to adapt to. And then it's like everyday life once you keep doing it. So. Yeah, 
it becomes habit. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of places are even banning, like, plastic straws. Yes, which are, like, my nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a couple times we've gone to restaurants recently, and on the menu it says, like, we've adapted the zero-waste, no-straw policy, and then they bring to your table a cup with a straw. Oh, my what? gosh. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, but just being mindful of it, trying to ask before the waitress comes, no straw or... Um, you might get looked at funny, but people eventually adapt to it. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's awesome that, because Andrea has two little boys, and I think it's awesome that you're teaching them, and they're, they're like you said, Luke is love, loves helping you out, and mm-hmm. it's becoming his lifestyle now at such an early age, and I think that's important because, you know, he's the future. So right. getting them started young like that and making it fun I think is awesome. Um, so that's, you know, hooray for you. Yeah. Uh, but I also <laughs> want to talk about because you have a blog, kind um, of yeah, newly started. Yeah, so no, I've read like, I've read it. It's really good. Super and super novice to it, so it's nothing that I'm posting like every day. I should be better about it, but I'm trying. So, yeah. yeah, and I follow your Instagram um, at Andrea Jomont, right? Mm-hmm. That's your Instagram, mm-hmm. it, and it's awesome because you not only do you post a lot of yoga stuff, which is cool, but recipes. Like I've gotten a lot of recipes from your Instagram page um, that because Andrea and I both eat a plant-based diet. So finding easy things, and I'm sure you being a mom, it's convenience is the main thing for you. So finding something that's quick and easy but also tastes good right? uh, I think is important. But, yeah, you put a lot of, like, awesome recipes. And And I'm still learning, too, there. I've been a vegetarian for, like, 20, 22 years, but then recently developed more, like, whole food, plant-based diet. So cheese was like the hardest thing oh yeah because vegan cheese is gross I mean I have if you have if anybody out there knows a good (laughs) vegan cheese brand please let us know because we have yet to find one but um but you also got me that book the China study that you read and I'm reading right now yeah I just couldn't believe the statistics in there with the food right so um and I always put our books that we suggest up on the website so anybody that's interested in reading this book it's it's going to shock your system so and that's again I mean the same with like zero waste and that type of living just thinking that I was eating healthy like being a vegetarian and I thought I was you know the healthiest I could be and then reading this book was like the biggest eye-opener to me Um, between that and like different podcasts I've found and just doing research and being um, more knowledgeable about what I'm eating and what goes into my body has been super life-changing so um I hope and wish more people would read that book because it's just crazy it is I mean I think I was on like the first few pages in the statistics and I texted you I was like oh my gosh the studies in this book are like but I mean it's true you know it's it's not anything that's not true so it's for me like same thing I thought I was eating pretty good and but I also did that you know vegan junk food yeah um I thought I could do that and be fine but right <laughs> after reading those I was like no yeah. but yeah it's it's pretty crazy but if people wanted to read your blog what's the name of your blog um it's just under andreajomayoga.com so it's just on my website okay. it has a list of all of my teaching schedule um but I post recipes on there uh try and post more about zero waste living um and how to just kind of minimize your impact on the environment Um, and then I'm going to start posting a little bit more about kind of um, introducing it 
to kids, I mm. guess. So um, how I've done it with my kids so far, at least my oldest. So he's four and a half, almost five. But um, just getting them involved in what they're baking and um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He's obsessed with cooking in his play Aww. kitchen and putting on his little chef's uniform that we got oh on Christmas. So um, the more you can get them involved young, the easier it's going to be. Yeah. Um, to not have picky eaters. Right. So. Yes. Or I feel like um, a lot of kids nowadays have so many allergies because all the stuff they put in food. It's like right. ridiculous. Yes. It's exactly. scary. I can't imagine uh, having, you know, your kid allergic to everything because of what's in the food. Right. But like I, my husband and I, we talk about it all the time. Like, there's not a lot of places around here that are have vegan friendly options. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few, but. But we just love cooking, like seeing your own food, cooking it, knowing where it's yeah. coming from and, you know, and then tasting it and it tasting good. I don't know. I just love that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you do as well because with all your posts, with all the stuff that you make. And then when I see your posts with the pictures of the stuff that you made, I'm like, that looks really good. I'm going to try it. And mm-hmm. it, it's just, it feels good to be able to know where your food is coming from. Right. And it be good, mm-hmm. especially with kids, you know, that's the biggest thing. It's got to taste good or they're not going to eat it. Exactly. And I've definitely had recipes that I've made that have been awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, hard to put down, and but it's kind of trial and error, mm-hmm. like a learning experience. So um, I never used to be a huge cook. Like I always would just go to like the vegetarian or vegan patties and the easy, quick, microwavable yeah. stuff that they make. And that's fine. I mean, that's a good place to start. But then if you think about, I mean, that's just as processed as the right. next thing. So, exactly. Um, your best bet is just making it yourself and trying to have the least amount of ingredients listed on the back of a box. So when right. you think of what you're putting in your body, just keeping it to fruits and vegetables and whole foods and grains. And and you'll feel better. I mean, it's... That's the thing. I've noticed a huge difference. And I think my husband can vouch for it too. Just how I feel. I feel like I have more energy. I mean, I used to have to drink coffee like every single day, multiple times a day. Um, cause my kids aren't huge sleepers. So, oh, yeah. um, but now I just feel like I have more energy throughout the day. I don't feel as lethargic. I feel like, um, it's made a huge difference. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I've definitely learned a lot from you with your minimalists and things like that, as far as living a greener life. So, um, I highly suggest, you know, even I would say if somebody's trying to start that, would you say start with like recycling would be like the first easiest thing? Yeah, I would thing? say try to think small because when I first tried to adapt it, it was maybe almost two years ago now, I had brought it to my husband's attention. He's like, zero waste, like you're crazy. Like that's, I mean, no one can do that. And I looked at like blogs and videos of all these people who are producing almost no waste and I tried to just do it you know, cold turkey right off the bat. And I think that was the worst idea because it was just taking on too much. So if you start small and kind of slowly minimize the different aspects of your life from like your makeup or what's under your counter, like, I mean, do you really need six different lotions and all plastic bottles? Or can you make one that lasts, you know, months or that you can continue to make? Um, But recycling definitely is where I started and just being more conscious of what I was buying at the store, if it was recyclable packaging, which you will definitely notice if you start doing that at the grocery store, turning things over and seeing how many things you would think are recyclable that are in paper containers or plastic that actually aren't. Hmm. Um, 
which I think stores are starting to get a little bit better about adapting to more packaging that's eco-friendly. But yeah, so I started there with recycling and then kind of worked my way about minimizing other things in my life. So so where do you find your recipes for you? Because you mentioned like makeup and like even like the cleaning products. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier like toothpaste and deodorant. So where do you find all your recipes? I or? kind of looked online at other bloggers. Um, there's a really good website. Um, totally blank on it now. Um, the Minimalist Baker is a good one for um, recipes and stuff. Um, there's also... Yeah, I followed that Minimalist Baker one before. Because isn't that where you... No, that's not where you got the popcorn one from. No, that was Earthy Andy. There's a lot of good ones out there. Even if... I mean, if you just Google zero waste recipes, there's so many out there. But they're all pretty much the same. And it's using all natural ingredients and two or three ingredients in all of them. I mean, they're just the easiest things to make. So when you tried the lotion, it was... Yeah. She made amazing body butter lotion, lavender. It was awesome, and a little bit went a long way. Yeah, that's the thing. It lasts so long in a tiny little mason jar. Yeah. And I know um, I was just at the promenade in Bolingbroke the other night, and they have a store there called Mia's Wish, Mm -hmm. and it's all... Um, like vegan, like cruelty-free products that it's made locally from in there in Oswego, and it's um, they have a store at the Promenade and um, like reasonably priced too. Because sometimes that stuff when you buy it at the store can be it's so overpriced. Yeah. And but you know my issue always is is it going to work? Especially the deodorant because I'm like that was the first thing that I switched when I started going you know, to have a cleaner lifestyle. I was, I switched my toothpaste and deodorant Mm -hmm. and I was having the hardest time finding a deodorant that actually worked. Yeah. But I think I've mastered that now, but, (laughs) but I always tell myself, I'm like, I'd rather stink than get breast cancer. So (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is. But, um, yeah, so that Mia's wish they have all, it's all locally handmade, um, no, there's no chemicals in it. And, you know, I know a lot of people think, like, if it doesn't smell like bleach, it's not going to work. I don't feel like my house is clean. But Which is so wrong. It is. Yeah. I mean, because I switch to all natural products. And, it, and a little bit goes a long way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with those other stuff, the chemicals, you got to use so many. Right. Um, the other thing, too, that I think people, if they're going to start with, is dryer sheets. Yeah. There's something that we are going to talk about on Saturday, too. I'm going to give an option to make it. Um, our dryer balls, which oh, I yeah. did a couple of years ago, which I still have the same ones that I've used, so I haven't bought dryer sheets in years. Um, they're so easy to make. It's just pretty much 100% wool, yeah. and you can put little drops of essential oils on them, and it dries your clothes quicker. It's super easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a huge money saver. It is. So. I switched to dryer balls like maybe a year ago, but um, I've never made them, so I'm excited to now because yeah. I told myself with this year coming up, I want to be able to make more of my own things, mm-hmm. you know. So I started getting into baking and cooking in the last year, and now this year coming up, I got a sewing machine, so now it's going to be that kind of stuff. So, um, and I know you too because you crochet and you make um, you made me an awesome scarf. It's so pretty, but <laughs> it's it's important, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like it's that whole thing with knowing where your things come from and just I feel good about it when I can make something and it looks good or tastes good I feel proud of myself yeah but um yeah so if you want to learn more about this simply living the workshop is next Saturday January 5th Mm -hmm. 12 to 2 12 to 2 2. you can sign up on mind body or always our website soulflowyoga.com um 
workshops, but I want to kind of switch gears a little bit because not only is Andrea our recycling queen, but she's also our inversion and arm balance queen. So she, um, she leads those workshops that we do pretty often. We just had an arm balance workshop a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I don't know how you find the time to (laughs) do all of these things in your life with having two little ones and being a wife and all of these things, but how do you balance that? You know, being a mom and and all these other things that you kind of have your hand in. Because you're always helping me out at the studio too, which is greatly appreciated. If you haven't noticed our retail space, she totally revamped it so it looks better, less clutter. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how. I mean, because you were doing yoga with your last pregnancy pretty much up until. Up until, yeah, all nine months pretty much. Um, and yeah. still like. <laughs> going at it I mean and it I think it depends on the person too and depends on your pregnancy um because everyone's body's different but um to me it was like when they say if you're a runner before pregnancy you can run during I'm certainly not a runner so that would not be me but I did yoga all before and so I felt like my body was just so used to it that keeping it up um throughout the nine months of my pregnancy actually really helped um it certainly helped my delivery, labor. It was a breeze this time um, compared to my first, which I really didn't do much yoga. I wasn't too active with my first one. Um, But I think trying to balance both would be getting the kids involved in it. So my oldest is super into yoga, which is hilarious. He loves it. Um, So doing it with him just to kind of keep him on board and keep him interested in it. Um, it's really good for kids to kind of calm down and take a break with. So he has his own little mat that he'll roll out if he feels <laughs> like he needs a little break, which the other day he told me that he just needed to go in his toy room and have some time to himself. And I walk in there and he had his mat rolled out and he was like laying in Shavasana <laughs> with his eyes closed, like deep breathing. But I think he's noticed what a difference it has and he loves doing it. So mm-hmm. just keeping your kids involved to do it together and then, I try as much as I can to go to classes outside of when I teach, which is always hard. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You teach more than I For do. Sure. Trying to get to your own class when you're not teaching is tough. But even if it's a couple minutes out of the day in the morning when you wake up or doing it with your kids, is still yoga. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a 60-minute practice to actually right. make a difference. And I know, like, weren't you teaching yoga at Luke's class, his little preschool class? I was for a while, yeah. Well, I did it through my pregnancy. So I taught to ages two to five through his preschool at the Park District in Oswego. So um, I saw the kids each class for 30 minutes um, once a month, each class. Wow. And we did, like, little yoga stories. We did breathing techniques. Um, they did poses. And we still played games and stuff to keep them entertained, but they loved it. So That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, going back to, like, the inversions and arm balances, because that's one of the things that I see a lot with your um, Instagram stuff is mm-hmm. you working on, which, by the way, I, I don't know. I mean, if you know Andrea and the, the positions she can get her body into, I'm like, um, how the heck do you do that? But one of the things that I love about your workshops and I think clients, why they, you know, some keep coming back is because you have like such a way of teaching where people don't feel like you don't, you won't make us feel like you're better than us because you can get into these poses and you're not like, Oh, just do it. Just do this. Like you actually break it down and talk us through it and, 
have a way of making us feel good about when we actually get into something. Yeah. So, um, I mean, how do you, how do you do that? How do you, and have the patience with people to do that? I think it's just, um, I, I don't know, I guess. I, I never thought I could get up in front of people and teach a workshop. Like, that's why I put off teacher training for so long. Like, I've been practicing yoga for like 10 years and I just did my teacher training a couple years ago. So it took me forever just to do it because I was always afraid of speaking in front of people and I had no idea how to explain things like that. I thought I'd stumble over my words and not be able to describe it. But I feel like once you're able to get into the poses yourself and you know what parts of the body to activate, it's just, no, I guess it comes a little more natural to me now, but um, the one thing I never wanted was to feel like the stuff on my Instagram is like showboaty, which I hope it doesn't feel that way. Like what I want is to show people that honestly anyone can get into these poses. It doesn't matter what your body type is. It's all your mind, 100%, right. which we talk about in every arm balance workshop, headstand workshop. Um, I mean, if anyone knows Mark, he was what he commented I'm 45 years old and if she yeah. can get me into a headstand and yeah, no. I feel confident now about it like but anyone can really do it they just have to get past that thought of um, I can't I can't I can't and and try and we always way. yeah and falling is okay because one of the Absolutely. things that you do is you teach how to fall which I appreciate mm -hmm. um, but I think people are afraid to fall but learning how to fall properly, properly. is strategy, important yeah. and um, you know, just having, giving people, you give like people like the belief that they can do it and you, when they do get into it, you, it's like such a great feeling and you help them feel better about themselves, which yoga is great for that in general, but especially getting into these harder things that people think they can never get into. But I remember the first headstand workshop I was at yours here when you, when you had the first one and everybody got into at least tripod and the energy in the room was just like, it awesome. was awesome and and yeah. even now like people are like I never thought I would get into it and you, when you talk them through it and I always tell people too when we host these workshops like even if you've never gotten into these things Andrew's mm -hmm. going to teach you the tips and tricks to work your body into it right because you show us how to warm up the body mm -hmm. and like things we can be doing at home to strengthen our core and our triceps and things like that to get us into these poses which I think is super important but it's I don't know it's it's very inspiring <laughs> but I know because even like you're working on things yourself with yoga yeah. and, and seeing you with your Instagram things a lot of the stuff like you're working towards like when you did the press, press um, yeah. I know that was something you had been working on for so long and like when you got it and it was like awesome for me to see that too because I was like I know how hard she's been wanting to do that and yeah. so it's pretty amazing yeah. but um, so Andrea teaches our uh, intermediate vinyasa class, but then you you do the workshops. But then we did have like core fusion here, which we never know we might bring it back in the future. But right now you're here Tuesday nights at seven o'clock teaching our intermediate vinyasa flow. And then every other Sunday for yin. Yes, yin. Um, which if you've never taken yin, I highly, highly suggest it. Um, opening up the flexibility in the body. It's amazing, and. Um, I just have one more quick question before we leave. And besides being a mom and a yogi, what else do you like to do if you ever get free time? <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Um, 
on. What do I need to do? Having kids now is a little bit different. I don't have much free time. But when I do, I mean, it's still, it's spending time with our family. So my husband gets off work or, I mean, it's dinner time by then. So our weekends are doing fun adventures with the family and stuff. But we like to take little trips, um, even if it's just to Chicago for the weekend or... We've done a lot of like brewery tours and things, just little weekend getaways, my husband and I, um, without the kids sometimes, so yeah. it's fun. But um, I've been reading a lot more, which I was never a huge reader, um, should have been. Um, but yeah, The China Study, all these different yoga and the pursuit of happiness. Yes, and, great book. Um, I think that's kind of my newfound hobby would be reading in my free time because it's a time for me to have silence. Yeah. <laughs> Peace for a little bit, but. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you can follow again Andrea on her Instagram at Andrea Jomont Yoga. Is it Andrea Jomont? Andrea Jomont. Mm-hmm. And then um, Facebook, you have Andrea Jomont. I do. Andrea Jomont Yoga. Yoga. Facebook page, so. Yeah, check her out there too. But I think it links your Instagram to your Facebook. It does. Okay. Yep. And then her blog, you can check that out too, andreajomontyoga.com. Mm-hmm. And you can always catch her here Tuesdays teaching or catching a class you can usually see her taking a class when she has some time um tuesdays and then every other sunday mm-hmm. at seven fifteen for yin but other than that if you have any other questions or comments or anything for me or for andrea if you have questions about getting into a pose she's always more than welcome to offer advice for that so you can contact her either through her social media or through our um you can go to our website or facebook page soul flow yoga inc or soulflowyoga.com Instagram, Soul Flow Yoga one. <laughs> um, but that's it for this episode, and be sure to sign up for that workshop, and hopefully we'll see you next Saturday. Thank you. Thanks, Andrea. Mm-hmm.